Out of the fog, out of the night, and into his American adventure comes Bulldog Drummond. bright spring morning. I was out for a canter in the park. As my horse jogged along the elm-lined bridle path, I remember thinking to myself that nothing could possibly mar the peace of this morning. It was a comforting course, but as usual, short-lived. She passed by in a cloud of dust. Quickly, I spurred my mouth into a gallop and started after her. As we sped around a bend in the path, I pulled up alongside the runaway horse, reached out, and grabbed the reins. Whoa! Whoa there! Whoa! The champing animal balked for a while, and then gave in into a stop. I dismounted. Her body lay limp in the saddle. I lifted her down carefully, and I carried her across the bridle path toward the green. I looked down at her. Her fine-featured, pallid face was set in a gilt-edged frame of honey-colored hair. That Prince Charming to the rescue feeling came over me. And then the sleeping beauty in my arms broke the spell. You can put me down now. Uh, what's that? Put me down, please. Oh, you're, you're sure you're all right? I'm all right. Very well. There you are. Thank you, might I suggest that the next time you go for a ride, you pick a less spirited horse? This animal in you don't appear to see eye to eye. Oh, Raven is all right. Well, does he usually take you for such an exciting run? I had him under control all the time. Frankly, it didn't look that way. It was an act. The whole thing was an act. Really? I wanted to get your attention. Well, you certainly did. But why must? Well, you're Captain the Drummond, aren't you? Oh, what's that? I found out from one of the stable hands that you ride here on Saturday morning. Captain Drummond, I had to speak to you. I am. Um, I admit the telephone is a far less dramatic means than the one you employ. This but... is no joking matter. I need your help desperately. You don't look very desperate. You don't understand. Yes, yes, that young lady is a gross understatement. I did this so I could speak to you alone, so no one would find out. I thought this would be the best way. At any rate, it's novel. Well, we're alone. What do you want to speak to me about, Miss, um... Please, don't ask me my name. Oh, one of those things. So I'll tell you everything after you do what I ask. I'll get in touch with you and, and tell you where to bring it to me. Bring what? The package you're going to pick up for me. And what makes you think I'm going to pick up a package for you? Oh, you've got to. You've just got to. Uh, I'll tell you anything. I'm not in this game for money, or haven't you heard? Well, then do it because I need you to. Everything is at stake. You can trust me, believe me, you can. Captain Drummond, will, will you help me? You're very pretty. Mystery becomes your type. Will you? I'll think about it. There isn't much time. You've got to be there by two this afternoon. Where? What is Kramer's Museum. It's the Penny Arcade on 42nd Street. There's a side show downstairs. Yes, I know about Kramer. Well, you're to be downstairs by two. There's a woman by the name of Zara. She has a telepathy app. Zara will speak to you. 
And I take it this Zara person will tell me what's on my mind. You write the initials L.A. on one of the cards they pass out to the crowd. Zara will tell you the initials stand for Los Angeles. That will be the signal for you two to go together. And then Zara will give you further directions. Is that coming? About as clear as finer points in the relativity theory. Well, after you get the package, then I'll get in touch with you and explain everything. Now, don't forget, you write the initials L.A. on the card that they give you. And then... Oh, oh, don't say anything, Captain Drummond. Don't, don't mention a word, I told you. Oh, uh, who is he? Please don't say a word. You mustn't tell him anything. Charles, what are you doing here? Oh, Albert. Albert, I went for a ride. You were told not to. It was forbidden. You were told not to leave your room under any circumstances. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Albert. I just had to get out. I just who is this man? He was helping me. What do you mean, helping you? The young lady's horse was out of control. Yes, Raven. Something was wrong with him, Albert. I managed to stop it. The gentleman was very kind. I see. All right, Carol. Get back on, Raven. We're going home. Yes. Yes, Albert. Now, if there's any way I can repay you for your help, uh, not at all. Glad to be of assistance. Well, thank you. Heaven knows what would have happened to Carol if I hadn't found her this quickly. You've uh, probably noticed that my wife talked peculiarly. Your wife? Yes. She's under a doctor's care. Carol seems to imagine things. It was induced by a shock. The doctor says with a proper rest and treatment, she'll be all right in time. I phoned Jenny and had him meet with Kramer's museum. The street floor of the museum was the usual penny arcade with the usual variety of coin machines that ranged from hand grip testers to one-minute views of flickering Max Senate bathing suits. In the rear of the arcade was the usual shooting gallery. And Denny, as usual, was concerned. Really, Captain Drummond, sometimes I don't understand you at all. What is it this time, Denny? Why do we bother coming here to this place? You told me yourself that the woman's husband said she wasn't too just right. So he did. And that fantastic story she told you about getting information here about a package. What package? She didn't say. Yeah, you see, that's just what I mean. It doesn't make any sense. Not a bit. But that sign over there does. Hmm? That placard, you're right. See, Zara, the mental marvel in the Hall of Wonders downstairs. Next performance at 2 p.m. Zara. Well, you see, Jenny, there might be some sense to this excursion of ours after all. Well, that still doesn't prove anything, sir. No, but just the same, I'm anxious to see if Zara and I have some thoughts in common. Come along, we'll go down to Very well, sir. Hey, uh, Master, hold on a second. Uh, yes? Here, he's dropped this envelope. Oh, but, uh... Better uh, be more careful, I, I say, wait, uh, just a moment. Uh, he's disappeared into the crowd, sir. Yes. And this envelope isn't mine. Oh, but it's so it belong to you. Hmm. Well, what is it, sir? No wonder he was so definite. Hmm? This note in the envelope is addressed to me. Really? What does it say? Drummond, stay out of this. Mind your own business. Otherwise, you get what's in this envelope. But uh, what's in the envelope, sir? Well, that's any I take it as a reference to this little item enclosed with a note. Here, look at it. Wait, Captain Drummond, that's, that's a bullet. And now, ladies and gentlemen, with any for your amazement, our next attraction on the platform to my right, Kim Chan, the Oriental Justice. 
man of a thousand tricks. Same my audience. Throughout the world. I suppose it was a matter of amateur detectives walking in where professionals did. Trust me. Despite the warning note in its accompanying cartridge, Denny and I went downstairs to the Kramer's Museum Hall of Wonders. It was a dingy, smoke-filled room with a series of shoddy platforms placed about. We waited impatiently as the listless barker conducted the onlookers from one dull attraction to another. And then at last, we moved with the crowd to the front of the platform where the silver letters on the black curtain spelled out Zara, the mental marvel. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. The wonder woman who reads your mind, the little lady who knows your every thought. I see the gentleman selected the cards from which you've written your question. How's Zara, the mental marvel, that stands you with her ability to delve into the recesses of your... If she were able to delve into mine, sir, she'd know that I'd prefer to be safe and sound at home. Oh, I'm here upon which you've written in this old L.A. Oh, that's The person who wrote these initials wishes me to answer a question in relation to a city. Well, the person who wrote the initials, speak up, please. I wrote the initials. Thank you, sir. Am I correct? Uh, so far. Gentleman wishes some information about the city of Los Angeles. Am I right, sir? You're quite right. Well, oh, gentleman but... desires to know if the trippy plans will meet with success. Will he find what he seeks? Well, will I? I can only see that the gentleman is headed in the right direction. The rest is not clear yet. The gentleman will remain for a moment after my performance. I shall be happy to discuss the matter with him. Very well, I'll wait. Thank you, sir. Now I have a card here upon which is written the question, Where will I find... Now, Tara, don't try to move. You'll be at the hospital in a few moments. Oh, hey, but that doctor's dead. Not a chance I heard him. I'm not going to tell you this. I saw him in the crowd. It was a... He did this to me. That's rotten of him to do a thing like this to me. I'm only trying to help her, that's all. Ace isn't the kind to help anybody. We'll find him, I promise you. He'll pay. Yeah, sure. How about the package? You'll get it to him, wasn't it? Where is it? In my room. Hotel Max. Jenny? Yes, sir. Tell the driver, never mind the hospital. Tell him to head to the morgue. Turn in a moment to continue our story. After I explained my part in the matter of the homicide, Jenny and I went to the murdered woman's room at the Hotel Maxton. We hurriedly looked through Zara's effects for the mysterious package. Nothing of importance in this closet, Captain Drummond. All right, try the bed. Maybe hidden in the mattress. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, Jenny. You, you found it, sir? No. But this newspaper clipping. Look at the picture above the story. Why, that's Zara. Yes, but just now it's the man in the photo I'm interested in. Oh, yes, his face does look somewhat familiar, but I just can't tell it. I can, Benny. In Kramer's Museum, the Penny Arcade. Why, of course, sir. 
He's the man who handed you the envelope. That's right. Clipping is from a Chicago paper dated June 2nd, 1937. Listen to what the caption under the photograph has to say. Shown above are Ace Collins and his wife, Rita, who were sentenced yesterday to a five-year term for a $15,000 jewel theft. Also sentenced, but to a lesser term, was Anne Vincent, sister of Mrs. Collins. What? Zara! She said Ace. She said she saw him fire the shot. It was her own husband who killed her. Yes, Jenny. But why? Evidently because he knew she was about to turn over the package to us. Oh, but what could be in the package, sir? Now, the rest of this newspaper story makes that rather obvious. According to the account, Rita Collins, or Zara as we knew her, worked a fortune-telling racket in Chicago for the sole purpose of obtaining information from unsuspecting clients. Information regarding the location of valuables. And that simplified Ace's second story work. Precisely. Ah, then the package in question must contain valuable jewels. Undoubtedly, Danny. Ace and Zara were back in business at the old stand. Now, let's get back to our search. Try the bed as I told you. Yes, sir. In the meantime, I'm going to finish looking through this chest. You still looking for something? Oh, sir. Go ahead. Keep looking. Well, that's this 45 I'm worried about. How, how did she get in here, sir? Maybe I should have not. Yes, I believe Emily Post lists that as the acceptable matter of entrance. What are you doing? Believe it or not, we're the new porters. Just tidying up the place again. So you're a funny man, huh? It helps to make these trying situations more tactful. Well, look, funny man. Maybe this will make you laugh on the other side of your face. You and that character there are headed for a fast trip. Police headquarters. Oh, headquarters. <laughs> he said headquarters, sir. You heard it straight. Saying that lift here was not off this afternoon. Well, no one knows that better than we do. Hmm? This guy's even dumber than he looks. Come on, you two. Let's go. Oh, no. You don't understand. You heard me start smart. Uh, but wait a minute. Now, look, I don't want any trouble from but, you. Uh, what but... Jenny is trying to say is that we just came from police headquarters. Hmm? In Christ, Christ. And for your information, this gentleman is Captain Q. Drummond. What? Drummond. Captain Q. Drummond. Drummond? Well, why didn't you say so? Uh, that gun you're holding didn't exactly invite a deduction. Oh, that. Right. I guess I'd better put it away, huh? Any objections, any? Uh, not the slightest, sir. Now, my name is Braden, Drummond. Carl Braden. I guess you're kind of wondering what I'm doing here, huh? Kind of. Sure. Well, I guess I can't blame you. Uh, I'm with the Acme Insurance Company, special investigator for the claims division. I've been trying to track down a diamond necklace that was stolen a couple of weeks ago. Acme stands to lose 20000 if I don't round up that ice. I have my eye on that Zara thing. Well, Jenny and I have covered every inch of this room. No luck, huh? None so far. Well, I guess it looks like Acme is going to have to pay that 20000 to Albert Stevens' wife. Albert. That's right, Albert Stevens. And Mrs. Stevens' name is Carol. Yeah, Carol. And a lot of help that same has been to me. After the ice was reported missing, Mrs. Stevens goes into a mental tailspin. Nothing she says makes sense. Captain Drummond, Mrs. Stevens must be that lady who met in the park this morning. Uh, Jenny, you stay here with Brayton. I suggest you two give this room another going over. Maybe we'll miss a spot or two. In the meanwhile, I'm going to see a woman. Where's your husband now? Oh, uh, he's in the library. Very well, get in, Mrs. Stevens. We're going to have that talk I mentioned. But there's nothing to talk about, Captain Drummond. Would you rather I discuss the matter in Mrs. Stevens' presence? Uh, 
Oh, oh, all right. Please, I, I can't stay long. If Albert finds out that I'll I'll be as brief as possible, Miss Stevens. I want the truth, all of it, unbonded. What do you mean? Why did you want me to pick up that package? And what was in it? Package? Package? I, I don't know what you're talking you about. You know very well what I'm talking about. What was in that package? And what is the connection between you and Zara? Zara? I don't know anyone named Zara. Uh, see here, Mr. Stevens. A $20,000 necklace was stolen. Your necklace. You were trying to get it back. Zara was probably selling it back to you. No. You didn't want your husband to find out about it. Why, I don't know. You selected me as your go-between. I wish to get it from Zara, then bring it to you and no questions asked. Isn't that it, Mrs. Stevens? Isn't it? I, I don't understand what you're talking about, no. Well, you'd better understand, Mrs. Stevens. The matter's gone further than mere robbery, much further. There's been a murder. Murder? Yes. Zara is dead. Zara? She was murdered this afternoon by her husband, Ace Collins. No. I was with her when it happened. No, she couldn't be. Sorry, not dead. She couldn't be dead. You seem concerned. Yes. Oh, so. Oh, it's Captain Domino's fault. I'll tell you everything. Why this sudden change? What? Sarah was my sister. That's why Captain Domino. She was my sister. No. And this is Mrs. Stevens' story as she told to me, Denny. She was implicated in the Chicago robbery ten years ago with her sister and Ace Collins. Carol proved that she was used as an innocent foil and the court let her off with a light sentence. Then she came east, changed her name, and married Albert Keith. But what about her stolen necklace? I'll just come to that. Evidently, Ace Collins found out where Carol had turned up here. He pulled the robbery. Carol feigned illness so she wouldn't be asked questions. Questions that might lead to her real identity and the ruination of her life. I see. And when her sister Zara found out that Ace had stolen the necklace, she made an effort to get it back to Carol. That's about it, Penny. But Zara was murdered by Ace for her attempt to help Carol. I'll get it. Hello? Captain Sterling? Yes? much better that way. I knew you'd understand. Uh, may I speak with her, please? What? Uh, may I speak with Carol? What makes you think your wife is here, Mr. Stevens? Well, there was a phone call about an hour ago. She said it to you. She told me you wanted to see her. I didn't call your wife, Mr. Stevens. But, uh, wait, Captain. What is it? There's a note here on the pad next to the phone. It's Carol's handwriting. What does it say? Uh, Pier 37 Midnight. Pier 37. I said he'd get down there right away, Carol. Maybe in trouble. No, no, Mr. You stay at home. I'll go down there and handle matters. I'll call you if you are needed. Keep walking. What? So like I tell you, Sherman, just keep walking to the river. The voice sounds familiar. How is the face look? Familiar? Ace Collins. You're kind of stupid, Sherman. You should have laid off like I told you in my notes. Oh, yes, yes, I recall. There was a cartridge enclosed. Yeah, but now the shell ain't in an envelope. It's in this gun. Where's Mrs. Stevens? In the river where you're going. She had a big mouth like her sister. I closed them both up for good. Now it's your turn. All right, hold it. Take a look down there at the water, Drummond. That's what you're going to take a dive in. 
And you're going to think fast because I'm going to load you down with a back full of lead. So long, copper. Now you take that drive. Thank you. 
back in just a moment to tell you about next week's story. A painting of an unusually beautiful woman attracts my attention and subsequently leads me along a path where murder and violence prove to be the milestone. At the end of the trail, I learn that artwork has a surprising touch when death paints the portrait. Be sure to listen, won't you? Mm-hmm. 